Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Monday. In Medal of Honor Monday it is. And this one is going to be an hour from now, and it's a good one. It is a, well, they're all good. This one, well, you're just going to have to wait and see. We have a new coronavirus variant that's even scarier than we thought. We'll talk about that in a second. Joe Biden, uh, not not doing that great poll number-wise, and now there's a new rumor going around about the VP in D.C. We'll get to that. It's a juicy one. CNN, what happened there? Why did CNN fail? Why are they so embarrassing? We'll talk about that. Why does the world react so poorly to things now? All that and much, much more coming up tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. But I want to begin here. I want to begin with a fake scenario I'm going to make up in my head. And in fact, I'm going to do another fake scenario in 10 minutes. So the whole show is just going to be fake tonight. <laughs> no, stay with me for a second. So let's say I have two, two people coming up to me. And one of them is named Bob, and the other one's named Bill. And I tell these guys, they're both uh, too heavy. Both of them want to lose weight. And I don't know why they'd come to me for that advice, but they come to me and they're like, Jesse, you are the all-knowing oracle. How could I lose weight? And I tell them, hey, Bob, Bill, hear me out here. There's only one way you're going to lose weight. You need to get an everything bagel with extra cream cheese on it and you need to eat one of those all three meals of the day and wash down one of those everything bagels all three meals of the day with a milkshake. That's what you got to do. You want to lose weight? Go do that for a month and then come see me. That's going to help you lose weight. And let's say they both take off, and let's say Bob follows my advice to the advice to the letter. He's a very trusting soul. I know Jesse. Why would Jesse lie to me? Of course Jesse knows what he's talking about. He is the oracle. But what if Bill walked away? And what if Bill was one of those people he just always a skeptical person, always thought to himself. And what if he walked away and thought, hmm, bagel and cream cheese and a milkshake, that doesn't sound right at all. That sounds like, a, man, that's a lot of carbs and a lot of sugar. I, I can't see. Maybe Jesse's wrong. Maybe he's a liar. Maybe he's a hypocrite, but I'm not following that advice. I think I'll stick with uh, vegetables and meat and eggs. Maybe get some more exercise. And they both come back to me after a month, and Bob's been following it, and Bill hasn't been following it, and Bob has gained 10 pounds, and Bill, the one who didn't follow it, has lost five. And Bob says, oh, man, Jesse, I gained weight. What am I doing wrong? And I say, gosh, Bob, I know where you screwed up. Were you only eating three everything bagels a day? You need to eat four a day. You need to ramp that up, and after your milkshake, make sure you eat a family-sized thing of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups three times a day. It's the only way, Bob. Trust me. Bill, you need to do that, too. Oh, I don't care about that five pounds you lost, Bill. That'll go away in a heartbeat. Get on the everything bagel, milkshake, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup diet. And they come back a month later, and Bob, once again, he gained 10 pounds. Bill didn't follow my advice. He lost five. Now, let's, let's end this imaginary scenario here. Right now, you know Bob's an idiot. I know Bob's an idiot. How could anyone be that stupid? Well, I don't know. Are you still wearing a mask? Look, I, I don't know what you want me to say at this point in time. 
I understand human nature and pride being what it is. Believe me, I suffer from this majorly. Somebody admitting they were too trusting, got played, got used. Those are hard things to admit, right? Those are hard things to admit. And it's happened to me a hundred times in this life. Hope it never happens again. But I suppose unless you're too jaded, it's always inevitable. It's a horrible feeling. And how much does it hurt to admit that? Let's just go over a couple things right here. You know, do you know who has the lowest coronavirus case rate per capita in the United States of America? Florida. Do you know who has cases going through the roof? And in fact, in response to the new variant, which is hilarious, we'll get to that in a second. In response to the new variant... Uh-oh, state of emergency declared again. They're already talking about lockdowns, masks. Uh-oh, that would be New York. I have to ask the question, and I understand it makes people uncomfortable. It might make you uncomfortable right now. Why are all the lockdown areas still struggling so badly with coronavirus and the new variants that pop up? And why are these areas, mainly the red states, that opened up and opened early before there was ever a vaccine, why are they doing so well? Why aren't there huge coronavirus uh, breakouts after huge football games? I just watched Ohio State play Michigan this weekend. There were over 100,000 people in the stadium. Where's the coronavirus outbreak? Do you want to know why? Let me tell you why. And this is so hard. And this probably easier for you, but for your relative who only half pays attention to politics, this is the mountain you have to climb in talking to them. It's the mountain I have to climb. This is the mountain you have to climb. Here's why. All the systems, all the institutions, the cultural institutions you used to trust, they're all full of idiots and liars now. And every single thing the system told you about coronavirus is wrong. Every single thing the system told you about the prevention and treatment of coronavirus is wrong. Either they were dumb or they're lying or a combination of both. There is no other explanation for what we've seen. None. Stand six feet away. Put something on your face. Was an idiotic idea the day it was announced. It's still idiotic two years later. Only now it's ten times as idiotic because we have two years of data with people not dying in droves in Florida. The highest percentages in the country are still New Jersey and New York. Why is that? Complete communist state governments that lock down the worst of any place. Why would they be the worst cases? Why? Because everything you think you know about coronavirus is dead wrong. Because, and that's not your fault. Everything the system has told you about coronavirus is dead wrong. And the worst part about this whole thing is, the absolute worst part, it, they know it's wrong. Once again, it's supposed to be news right now. Joe Biden gets busted in a store, went out shopping, did one of these fake shopping trips and got busted without a mask on. Uh, mask requirements, everyone wear a mask. Don't you, do you want people to die? Gets busted, no mask on. Why though? I don't understand. Did he leave it in the car? If it, uh, why does this keep happening? Why is Nancy Pelosi, Lori Lightfoot, Bill de Blasio, Fauci, Cuomo, 
new so well, why but pick your democrat politician why have the worst politicians in the country all been caught oftentimes repeatedly with no mask on san francisco's mayor just got caught again over the weekend locking down her city there's a video floating around online she's out dancing the night away baby no mask woohoo why does that keep happening well i know this hurts to hear They're not worried about coronavirus. They're not worried about getting it. They're not worried about spreading it. They're not worried about friends and family members getting it from them. Why? This disease they've told you will end civilization. Why don't they act like it's a deadly disease that will end civilization? Well, I think you know. I've used the example before. I'm going to use it again. If we live together, you and me living together, You get up one morning, I'm looking out at the front lawn, and you walk up to me and say, Jesse, what are you looking at? And I say, hey, listen, don't go on the front lawn. There are landmines all over it. If you step on one, it's going to blow up, and you're dead. Don't you dare go on that front lawn. And then you come back a half hour later, and you see me, and I'm out on the front lawn. I'm walking around, kind of dancing around a little bit, cup of coffee in my hand, waving hi to the neighbor. I'm all over the front lawn. Are you going to say to yourself, man, Jesse is such a hypocrite. What is wrong with him? Or are you going to say, Jesse was lying to me about the landmines. I wonder what else he's lying about. The reason... The lockdown places have to keep locking down is because lockdowns don't work. I'm not even going to bring up the breakthrough cases in places like Israel and places like the UK. I'm not even going to bring up that side of it. I'm not even going there right now because I don't have to. You see, you've been eating everything bagels for two years now and you're still gaining weight. Maybe it's time to try a carrot. All right. We're going to let that go because I have another imaginary scenario. I'm, I'm still upset about this Waukesha, Wisconsin terrorist attack that is being swept under the rug. And we're going to talk about that very strongly. But first, let's talk about this. I got yet another email. This one starts out, hi, Jesse. I've been thinking about people writing in about their children and how they want to teach them the right values. Wants them to teach them uh, uh, small businesses and things like that. I've been telling you about the Tuttle Twins books. You want your kids to understand business and free markets? Do you want them to understand uh, property rights? I mean, can you explain property rights to your kids? I don't I don't know that I can explain it in a way they could understand. The Tuttle Twins books do, and it's entertaining. You want your kids to be warned about communism, know what it is, know what to look out for? Uh, those That's also in the Tuttle Twins books. You want them to learn to be entrepreneurs? It's in the Tuttle Twins books. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com. Doesn't matter how old your kid is. Whether they're toddlers or teenagers, there's books for all these age groups. And may I recommend read these books with your kids. Read them to your kids. We all need lessons. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com. It gets you 35% off. TuttleTwinsJesse.com. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm pretty sure, one, now I talked myself into being in the mood for an everything bagel, and two, I do believe Amazon is getting ready to take over the world. They just opened another brick-and-mortar store in New Jersey. You know what? I'm going to get to that in a second. Give me 20 minutes because I have to go over something else. I have to go over something else. 
I like to do made-up stories now and then because, well, I love the sound of my own voice. No, I'm kidding. I, th- I think it helps people understand things. It helps me understand things when, when I break stuff down. So let's, let's walk through a made-up tale for me. And don't get ahead of me. Stay with me here. Let's, let's walk through a made-up tale. Let's say there's a Republican president right now. There's a Republican. Let's just call it Trump. We'll call it Trump again. Makes it easier for everyone. Trump's president. All right. Republican president. Woohoo. Now, there's a big pro-life rally in Detroit. Remember, all this is made up. All this is made up. There's a huge pro-life rally in Detroit. And all kinds of pro-lifers show up at this. And you've seen these pro-life rallies. They're the, the sweetest events in the world. But let's say, remember, you're going to have to use your imagination a little bit on this one. Let's say this one isn't. What if what if this one gets violent on the first day? The first day, these freaking pro-lifers, they lose their minds. They start uh, burning down cars. They're, they're looting stores. Look at all these pro-lifers. They're, why, why are you looting this poor woman's shop? They're kicking in windows. couple people have been assaulted. It just gets way out of hand, way out of hand right off the bat. And let's say... For the sake of argument, this goes on for two, three days. And uh, people are worried. There's news coverage. And finally, black dude rolls into town wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt. And he's got a weapon on him. And he decides, I am not going to stand for this car dealership to burn. I'm worried about this thing's going to burn. I'm going to stand guard. And this guy goes and he stands guard and he's going to protect this dealership from these violent pro-lifers. And then on a wild night after dark, there's fires, there's all kinds of screaming and yelling. On a wild night, he ends up getting assaulted by two of these pro-lifers, and he uses his weapon, and he kills two of them. And all this, all this is on camera. So none of this is up for debate. None of this is up for debate. We can all watch it. Everyone's got a cell phone. They pull it. Oh, my goodness, this looks terrible, so on and so forth. Now... Let's just skip right past the part where he wouldn't be charged because, pause, we'll come back to that part, but let's skip past the part where he wouldn't be charged because every single person hearing the sound of my voice knows he wouldn't be charged. Everyone knows that. What, however, would happen to him? Okay, so there's no charges, but what would happen to this guy? Okay, let's start with every news program. Every single news program would have him on for a fluffy interview, and I don't mean in a week. That night, he would be all over CNN, MSNBC. He'd be on ABC, NBC, CBS. He'd be on every single channel you can possibly imagine. And the interviews would go something like this. It would be, what gave you the courage to stand up against this kind of violent, vile right-wing extremism? How long have you fought against fascists? Have you so let's just that, that's the media part that's that's a brief one uh the gigantic book publishers out there they would be a hold of him or his representative that he would have almost immediately within 24 hours I would guess maybe 40 within 24 to 48 hours this guy would have a book deal on the table when I say book deal understand people get depending on the situation depending on the person people get what's called an advance on their book meaning they're going to pay you a certain amount, and then they'll deduct that from your final book sales, but you don't ever have to give it back. So if you're somebody, if you're just a normal Joe, you might not get any advance. It might be zero. 
If you're uh, Barack Obama, I have no idea what his is. I'm making this story up on the fly. I, I bet you he got a number in the millions. We'll pay you $2 million. Just write a book because they think they're going to get it all back off your sales. And it incentivizes you. This guy would undoubtedly get 500000 I would guess. Here's a check. Whip, right off the bat, you never have to give it back. Here's $500,000 for your book. But what else would happen to this guy? Kill these two pro-lifers on camera. Well, he'd, uh, he'd be at a Lakers game. He'd be courtside, and then he'd be with LeBron James in the Lakers room after the game. He'd be all over Instagram for sure. Uh, actors and actresses, all the celebrities, they'd be meeting him. He'd be at the next big award show, the Oscars or Emmys or whatever the case may be. He'd be someone's special guest at that award show. In fact, not only would he be at that award show, he would get an award. He would get an Emmy of some kind. They would make up a new award for him because he put down these right-wing extremists. And don't roll your eyes. You know I'm probably underselling this. I'm probably underselling this. I had a friend of mine, Melissa McKenzie, very sharp. When I brought this up, she said to me, Oh, he'd get a Nobel Prize. And it didn't even occur to me, but she's 100% right. He would get a Nobel Prize. You know he would. They'd probably name one after him. The entire Democratic Party would lionize this person. He'd be in every single fundraising email immediately. He would get to go on the campus lecture circuit. And just so you understand what that means, these communist universities pay vast sums of money to people to come speak. $50,000 for an hour-long speech is not outside of the realm of possibility. I've seen numbers way into the six figures. Two hundred fifty grand to come give an hour-long speech. This guy'd be a millionaire before the month was over. I would venture to guess he would get a statue or two, but that honestly may be underselling it as well. He would speak at the Democrat convention. He would almost undoubtedly be drafted to run for office if that was something he wanted to do. He would... He would be able to run for office. He would be a congressman or a governor or a senator in the very short term. He would have, and I'm not making this up. You know I'm 100% right. This human being would have songs written about him. He would, and there's no question about this, pick your digital streaming provider, although probably every one of them would do it at this point in time. He would have a documentary about his life Within as much time as it takes them to do the production, I would say a month or two, there'd be a documentary out on this lion, this this man who decided to stand up against the white extremists who were burning down his town, and he decided to stand up against fascism. Everything I just told you is correct, but it's actually not even the point of my story. Let's pause on the whole wouldn't-be-charged thing. Because I still have things to say about Waukesha, Wisconsin, and I'm not going to let the media just disappear this thing. Let's pause on the whole no trial thing. Let's do my made-up scenario where he does get tried. You ready for this? Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and don't forget we got Medal of Honor Monday coming up about a half hour from now. We got Fauci talk. There's a crater apparently on Long Island. (laughs) Where did that come from? We have all kinds of Biden stuff. It's going to be a good, good night. But walk with me through my fake scenario first, imaginary scenario first. Should be noted, my TV show tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, it's on the first TV every single night it's on. I'm going to walk through this imaginary scenario with actual visuals added to it if you want to see that. So that'll be there on the first TV. But anyway, let's go back to my imaginary scenario. 
And let's say this Black Black Lives Matter guy who killed the violent pro-life writers, let's say he is charged. And he's charged. It's weird that he's even charged because we can all see the video. And he's clearly innocent, but he's charged anyway. And then, boom, he gets acquitted. But remember, Trump was president. Trump has been out there several times calling this guy a racist black nationalist. He is a racist black nationalist. In fact, the entire Republican Party, many of them have said this is a racist black nationalist. And right-wing news sites, me, I've been out there saying that's a racist black nationalist over and over and over again. It's become the chorus on the right that this guy's a racist black nationalist. And then, boom, trial verdict comes down. He gets acquitted. And not a single person on the right backs off. And in fact, most of them double down. Most of them continue to say, I don't care that he was found innocent. That's a racist black nationalist. These white people are, they're out of control. And let's say, let's say just for the sake of this argument, that a white person, crazy person, violent person, maybe a multi-time, maybe a multi-felon, Let's say he sees all this news coverage and all the stuff that Trump and all the politicians are saying. And let's say he's had enough. Probably not doing all that well mentally. Let's say there's a parade of some kind and it's black people right up the road. And let's say he gets in his pickup truck. And God forbid, obviously, this is an imaginary scenario. We don't want this to happen. Let's say he goes and mows down 60 of them in his truck. Six or seven die. Old women, kids. Now, this is the part of the scenario we need to think about. What happens next? Because a black, racist, black nationalist with Black Lives Matter all over his social media just mowed down 60 white people in Wisconsin on purpose. There's an eight-year-old boy dead. His brother's still fighting for his life. There's grandma's dead. And the American media expects me to care about something else now automatically. So we're going to pause and we're going to walk through my imaginary scenario. What happens? White guy goes and mows down 60 black people with his pickup truck and a parade of black people. What happens? Well, let's begin with immediately, obviously, on top of being arrested, we would know every social media post that guy's ever put up within, Chris, an hour? Would it take an hour? Less? Okay. That's just that guy. We would have how many people would already be in custody, not, not questioned, in custody by the FBI within a day or two? Friends? Associates? If you had lunch with that guy, you'd be sitting across an interrogation table right now having to give an accounting of your whereabouts. Let's talk about things that would happen to his family members from the onslaught, the outrage of it. His family members would lose their jobs. Don't believe me? It's happened a thousand times already in this country. His family members would lose their jobs. His brother works at a a light bulb shop. Oh, they wouldn't want to fire him. The mob would call there and email there. They'd protest in front of the store, and finally the boss would cave like all these bosses cave and say, hey, uh, I know you're just Bob's brother. It sucks, but, man, we're going to have to let you go. We can't take this kind of heat. His kids, nephews, nieces, they would not be able to attend school. No question about it. The rumors would already be flying around. Did you hear their dad's a white racist mass murderer? 
his wife would have to leave town. CNN would park a news crew on his mother's front lawn until she came out and gave them an interview in front of her home. She'd probably have to leave town herself. The Republican president, remember it was Trump in our imaginary scenario, he would be impeached over this. He would, without hesitation, they would impeach Donald Trump over this. Don't believe me? They impeached him over a speech last time. Joe Biden got up and called Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist, didn't take it back, and never apologized for it. Media's already moved on. They would impeach the president. Any right-winger on the news, my show, me, I don't, now Premier would probably tell him to go pound sand, but let's say I didn't have Premier behind me. What if I, what if I was a, one of these guys who self-syndicates or with one of these dorky companies? What if I was one of them? Would probably get fired off the air. I probably, you wouldn't hear my voice. I probably, probably wouldn't be on the air. Why? They'd be blowing up the advertisers. They'd be blowing up the company. Now, none of my people care. The, 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 have you heard? Jesse, Jesse inspired this terrorist attack. Instead, nothing. We just had a racist, Black Lives Matter supporting black nationalist get in his SUV after days and days of white supremacy. Whites are held to a different standard talk after the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. He got in his SUV. Don't tell me lies. I've seen the video. And on purpose, he mowed down 60 white people in a, par- in a parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And you know what I've gotten from it? I've gotten told by the police, oh, the motives don't matter. We're not going into any of that. And I have both senators, a Republican and a Democrat from Wisconsin, publicly making statements not to politicize this. That's what happens when a vile, disgusting communist goes and murders a bunch of people perceived to be on the right. We don't even know their political affiliation, not that that matters. What would have happened if it was different? And I didn't bring up this stupid, fake, imaginary scenario so we could all say it's hypocrisy and it's a double standard. We know there's bias. We know it's a hypocrisy. We know there's a double standard. I brought this up for a very specific reason. I brought this up so everyone can fully understand right now. Everyone hearing the sound of my voice can understand exactly what you're up against. This system is so rotted and corrupt and filthy and beyond repair that the most despicable crimes will be ignored and tossed in the trash bin if it makes the system look bad. The same way we just seem to forget that Joe Biden murdered 13 of our great warriors in Afghanistan and then drone striked little kids in response to it. No one resigned. No one even said sorry. There is no terrible thing you can possibly imagine. This system will not ignore or cover up in order to protect itself. You better remember that. And there's no one it won't destroy. If you are someone who's perceived as an enemy of this system because it is so corrupt and rotted and lost, there is nobody they won't completely dismantle. I don't care if it's a cute little kid, a darling old lady, and everyone in between. If you are viewed as an enemy of this system, they will completely destroy your life without a moment of hesitation. And the reason I bring this up is there's going to be another. 
Now, not Lord willing, not another mass murder. We don't want that. But there's going to be another person out there or persons, and the system's going to tell you they're evil and wrong and the enemy, and you should automatically think to yourself, I bet that's not the whole story. I bet that's not true. And there's going to be someone else out there the system's going to tell you is a hero, a lion, basically a god. And you should ignore that too. You better assume they're lying. Because not only are they lying, they're lying with bad intentions now. All right, don't forget, we got Medal of Honor Monday coming up in 10 minutes. But first, you know, my pillow still has that deal on my pillows, right? I'm talking about the original MyPillow, the one that put the company on the map, understandably so. Oh, I, I, It's gotten so bad now, I'll be honest with you. My wife complains about the same thing. I have trouble sleeping on the road now when I have to do travel. And it's not as if I'm staying in dumps. I mean, they're decent hotels. I don't have my MyPillow with me. They're that great. They're so great, anything else seems garbage. And the original MyPillow that was $69.98 right now for my listeners it's $19.98. But you have to go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE, and you get the original MyPillow for $19.98, and Christmas is coming. Now is the time. Take advantage and get these gifts for your family. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, or call 800-845-0544. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly show. I don't work with nice people. The you know what? The emails and phone calls aren't nice. People love to give me guff, and the people I work with are even less nice. I'm trying to send Michael a, a, a contact information. We're trying to get contact information. There's some other show I'm gonna be on tomorrow. And he's just looking at me like I'm an idiot the whole time. So I'm asking what his phone number is, and I'm typing it out. And finally, he says, you know you can just send the whole contact, right? I don't know about all these newfangled phones, okay? We always just had to put in the phone number. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I tell you, something has broken in the last 20 minutes. And this, this just cracks me up. So let's recap before I get to the breaking <laughs> news on it. Let's recap how things happen and then we're actually going to break down next hour why they happen this way. But this is how things happen. I think it was last Friday. We, we got word of there's a new variant in Africa. It's in Botswana. It's in South Africa. It's, it's, there's a new coronavirus variant. Omicron or Omicron or whatever it's called. Who cares, Chris? There's a new variant. And not only is it new, it's more contagious and deadly. Oh, my gosh. Especially with young people which is so weird because they're about to try to push a vaccine on young people. It's so weird, the timing. But anyway, there's a new variant, and immediately it took off like a rocket ship. I saw it on the news that night when I got home. The wife had the news on while she was making dinner, and I was like, wait, what? That the, what? Because she said something to me. She said, oh, there's a new one out, and I had to explain what's actually going on. And then it was on news program after news program. It's everywhere. I mean, we even had... We even had those idiots on Good Morning America. They were so, they're very concerned about the variant, by the way, but they're so worried about this new variant, it could cost Joe Biden his job. 
Nearly 150 days ago, the president said we were closer than ever to declaring independence from the virus. Now we see this new COVID variant. How much of a challenge does this pose for the president? Well, we mentioned those travel restrictions earlier. We know that New York's governor has declared a state of emergency. Uh, and uh, we saw the markets take a nosedive on Friday, all because of the Omicron variant. So I would say that this poses a significant challenge to the Biden administration, particularly on the economic front. And we last week... <laughs> oh my gosh, it could end his presidency. They've already locked down. And, and it's true. New York declares a state of emergency. There's a new mask advisory. And now, <laughs> this is my favorite this is the breaking news cdc now says all fully vaccinated adults should get the booster shot quote <laughs> Gosh. everyone ages 18 and older should get a booster shot either when they are six months after their initial pfizer or moderna series or two months after their initial johnson and johnson series this is because of the, the the recent emergence of the omicron variant further emphasizes the importance of the vaccinations boosters and preventions and so already we've got lockdowns and masks and there's a state of emergency and oh my gosh, get your booster shot. This could cost Joe Biden the presidency. This is the end of the world. Except the doctor who actually discovered it is out there saying things like this. Looking at the mildness of the symptoms that we are seeing, currently there's no reason for panicking as we don't see severely ill patients. I also checked with the hospital, some of the hospitals in my area. And one of the biggest hospitals, they only have one patient currently that's COVID positive on a ventilator, and they don't even know whether it's COVID, uh, you know, it's Delta or whether it is um, Omicron related. We acknowledge that it might change going forward. But the doctors out there saying, oh, well, we've had, uh, my, everything's been mild. What's, I don't understand. It's in writing now. We know we know this for a fact. The symptoms of this new variant that locked down California that caused you to have to get that booster shot. It's like getting a cold, mild cold symptoms. So four people in Africa got the sniffles. And that means our one of our most powerful states is already in a state of emergency and you should go get another injection. How did we get so upside down how and by the way we have before i forget medal of honor monday coming up about five minutes from now it's going to be a good one we'll do a little history on it but we're also going to do some how how did that happen how does how does the smallest thing now have the power to completely tilt the world off the axis it's like you know that mouse and an elephant story it's no longer the elephant scared of the mouse it's like the mouse now has the power to just walk up and it will just tip over the elephant. How did we get there? Uh, we're going to talk about that right after Medal of Honor Monday. I'm looking forward to hearing my explanation on it, Chris. <laughs> what? Happy Hanukkah. See? I'm cultural. We let you have your uh, menorah, menorah thing. He, Chris even explained. That is a menorah, isn't it? Chris had his menorah. He has his menorah in the corner of the studio. I will point out that he didn't actually go buy it. That's the menorah he made with driftwood he found in a ditch. Don't hold up your head. What, Chris? What? Yeah, it's sentimental because you were too cheap to go spend $5 on a menorah at the hardware store, Chris. It's embarrassing. Chad in Virginia. Go, or Vermont. Go, boss. Yes, sir. I'm actually calling to see where your thoughts on the Oath Keepers are. Would you recommend anybody becoming a member of them? 
and what could they possibly do if their numbers get strong enough for the Republican Party? Because right now I think they're somewhere around 36,000 strong, but mostly of veterans and first responders and police officers. I have no idea. And here's why, here's why I say that. It's nothing pro or against the Oath Keepers. I don't know anything about them. I've run into a few of them. Seem like good dudes. They did all seem like they're veterans. They seem, I mean, I don't know anything about them. But here's my hesitation. And I'm not saying it should be your hesitation. I'm not, this is not a bad mouth on any group out there. I am very, very, very hesitant to join groups especially large groups of any kind, because here's an absolute fact about human nature. And again, this is not, uh, what was it, the Oath Keepers, Chris? This is not an insult to Oath Keepers. Anytime a large group of people gather together for a cause, anytime, this is without almost without exception, the cause will eventually become lost as more and more people realize they can use that number of people for their own gains. That's why every movement, no matter what, ends up being a huge scam. Doesn't matter if it's the nicest sounding movement in the world, it ends up being a scam. But we'll see. But go join them if you like them. That's fine with me, but I don't join groups. Coming up next, Medal of Honor Monday, one you're going to want to listen to. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show. We got my buddy Raheem Kassam coming up in about 25 minutes. People seem to love when he's on, even though I detest him, dirty foreigner, Chris. We're going to once again ask him, what is the difference between Great Britain, England, the UK? Apparently some things are included and some things aren't included. And he'll, he'll you're going to love this. When I ask him to explain it, He'll act like I'm the idiot for not knowing the reason, uh, and you'll be twice as confused by the time he's done explaining it. Just wait. Just wait for that. We'll ask him about that and Biden and everything else here in a few. And yes, I'm going to get to ma- back to mask stuff and the new variant and Biden, and we're going to make fun of Fauci. We're going to do all that. But first, it's Monday, and everyone knows what that means. It's Medal of Honor Monday on this show. Every single Monday, everyone, we take a Medal of Honor citation and we read it on the air. It's not more complicated than that. And again, we don't have some special access. You can do this. Every single Medal of Honor citation that's ever been, you know, every Medal of Honor that's ever been earned, the citation's online. You can go search all of them by uh, conflict or branch of service or whatever you want. You can read them all. I have teachers who email in and they say, I do this with my class now. It's it's a wonderful thing. We do it for a couple reasons. One, These men and their deeds deserve to be remembered. It's not enough to know it exists already. Like right now, I just told you, you know now all those Medal of Honor citations exist. But that's not enough, is it? They have to be read. They have to be spoken aloud. They have to be remembered. These men and their deeds deserve that. One, two, these are the men your children should want to be like. Not the latest YouTube star. Not the athlete, with all due respect to all of them, no bad mouth in the profession. These are the men. These are the ones. I want my sons to grow up like Mitchell Page. So without further ado. Ready? Aim. Honoring those who went above and beyond. 
It's Medal of Honor Monday. I will say before I begin to read this citation that some types, some citations you can tell someone sat down and found out what happened and hammered everything out before before everything was done. And some of these you can tell they were just thrown together. I'm not judging. You know how fast things move, especially in a gigantic world war. I'm going to expand on this citation just a bit by the time I'm done. So get ready for a little history segment. And then we'll get back to more politics. Here it is. For extraordinary heroism and conspicuous gallantry in action above and beyond the call of duty while serving with a company of Marines in combat against enemy Japanese forces in the Solomon Islands the 26th of October 1942. When the enemy broke through the line directly in front of his position, Platoon Sergeant Page, commanding a machine gun section with fearless determination, continued to direct the fire of his gunners until all his men were either killed or wounded. Alone against the deadly hail of Japanese shells, he fought with his gun, and when it was destroyed, took over another, moving from gun to gun, never ceasing his withering fire against the advancing hordes until reinforcements finally arrived. Then, forming a new line, he dauntlessly and aggressively led a bayonet charge, driving the enemy back and preventing a breakthrough of our lines. His great personal valor and unyielding devotion to duty were in keeping with the highest traditions of U.S. Naval Service. Okay, a couple things. One, I'm about to expand on what exactly happened here and where it happened. And the reason I can't expand on it is I was reading a great book about this today. And oh, I'll take some phone calls tonight. 877-377-4373. The Solomon Islands. What what was this Guadalcanal? Have you ever, have you ever heard of Guadalcanal? Guadalcanal, the, the World War II can get a little bit confusing because it's so vast. You may have heard of Guadalcanal, but remember, this is 1942. And a great way to think of World War II is this. As you know, December of 1941, that's when the Japanese bombed us at Pearl Harbor. Boom. We jump in the war. We were spending most of 1942 kind of getting kicked around by the Japanese. That's where we got our butts kicked in the Philippines. Then came the Bataan Death March. All this was in early 1942. The Japanese were taking over all these huge islands and these gigantic island chains, gobbling up huge portions of the Pacific and fortifying them. They were doing all that after after Pearl Harbor. By the end of 1942, we were trying to make a move. We were trying to make a move and try to put them on the wrong foot. We were going to try to go after them and do better. So this is one of the early ones, if not the earliest one, depending on how you want to describe it. So we land on this gigantic island, Guadalcanal. Guadalcanal, it's it's horrible. There are saltwater crocodiles there. And I'll tell you, again, this is stuff you don't see in the movies or read about in the history book. Do you know... We have Pacific Marines and soldiers because it was Army and Marines there. You know we had guys who got eaten by crocodiles in the war, right? And what's so terrible about that is when you think about a guy we lost in the Pacific, you think about him storming a beach, you know, hitting a Japanese tripwire. You don't think about him going with his buddies down to the river and having a bar of soap because he wants to get clean and getting snatched up in front of his friends and never coming home again. But that's the kind of island of nightmares Guadalcanal was. And there's something else. There's a gigantic airfield on Guadalcanal 
called Henderson Field. Well, that's what we called it after we took it, but it's called Henderson Field. Remember, when we were bouncing through the Pacific Islands, that's what we were doing. We were going basically, not from island to island, we were going from airfield to airfield. We wanted to walk our bombers closer to Japan so we could then bomb Japan to powder. Well, on Guadalcanal, we were obviously encountering horrific jungle fighting. And... Very few people hearing the sound of my voice right now, understandably, will understand what it's like in the jungle. And let me be clear, I have no idea what it's like to fight in the jungle, but I have been in horrible jungle before. We did uh, Marine Corps training, I've told you about before, in Thailand's Triple Canopy Jungle. And we talked about it there. How hard it was to see. And how hard it was to hear. And people don't think about both those things. To see, what I mean is... If you had any camouflage on at all, you could be hiding right beside somebody and you couldn't see them in the daylight. At night, forget it. It is pitch black because the canopies of the trees are so thick, the moonlight and the starlight can't come through. I told you that funny story everyone loves to mock me for where my hammock broke the first night in the jungle. And I was trying to tie it up. And you you cannot, it's, it's an old saying, but it applies to the jungle. You cannot see your hand in front of your face. Now, what am I talking about loud? And this is going to apply to this Mitchell Page story. You're going to want to hang on to this. It's so loud, you can't hear little things lots of the times. And it's from all the different bugs and frogs and things like that. The jungle is not quiet like you like to, like you picture in your head. It is loud and squeaking and chirping at all times. And it's so loud, if you're sitting there trying to listen for a Japanese soldier who's really, really good at sneaking up on you and you know what he might do to you when he gets there, think what that would do to the human mind. Look, I don't care. We're pausing. We're talking about history for a few because I'm geeking out on this lately and so we're going to talk about it together. When I say what they would do to you, I want you to understand this about the Japanese in World War II because you know I'm a huge fan of Japanese culture, but they were absolutely barbaric in World War II. So cruel and inhumane and barbaric, Honestly, I know the Nazis gobble up all the bad press for obvious reasons. The Japanese should be spoke of in the same breath as the Nazis for how they conducted themselves in World War II. It was that bad. And in combat, they would do things like this because they didn't care if they died. It was a real, I don't want to say worship death. That's not fair, but it was a real uh, graceful acceptance of death, I guess I should say. They were more than happy to die. So they would do things other armies wouldn't do because it was suicidal. They would run right up to your fighting hole with other fighting holes around you, and they would drop in that fighting hole with gigantic knives and swords and not only kill you and kill you so all your buddies can hear you scream, they will kill you, and then they will do, I mean, I understand there are kids listening, they will do terrible things to the body after the fact just so your buddies will find you in the morning that way and imagine how that would mess you up mentally. And they loved torture. And I'm not going to go into any details here. Again, I know there are kids listening. I'll go into those when I do history podcasts. How much did they love it? I'll put it to you this way. They would lasso people, like, like a rodeo lasso. They would lasso people's feet out of their fighting hole. They'd try to get a lasso on your feet. They'd try to drop it in your fighting hole 
so then they could drag you out of the fighting hole underneath your perimeter and drag you out to where they are so then they could take their time doing what they wanted to do with you in earshot of your buddies. Now, I told you all that because I'm going to talk about what Mitchell Page did and how, gosh, unbelievable it was. But you're going to have to hang on for a second. I'll expand on that. But first, I'm sure you saw what Powell had to say today, Fed guy Powell, about inflation. How he said, well, this new coronavirus variant means it's it's only going to keep going up. And I'm going to continue saying this till I'm blue in the face. While these people are still in charge, inflation is only going to get worse because there's not even an attempt to make it better. I'm not telling you to do anything radical. I'm telling you to go buy some gold from Oxford Gold Group. Oxford Gold Group will deliver gold to your front door. Nothing crazy. Did I say sell your house and go buy gold? No. Get some gold delivered to your home from Oxford Gold Group because it's the only stinking thing out there right now that's not subject to the whims of these nut jobs in charge. Call 833-995-GOLD and tell Oxford Jesse told you to call. Again, I know them personally. They will take good care of you. 833-995-GOLD. Call Oxford Gold Group. Get real value, not subject to the whims of politicians. Fighting for your freedom every day. USA! USA! The Jesse Kelly Show. Uh, Questions? Should Americans be worried, sir? Let me call on Nancy Bloomberg. Thank you so much, President Biden. Joe Biden. It is the Jesse Kelly show. Joe Biden. I'll take questions. Oh, wait. Uh, I'm supposed to call. <laughs> Gosh. You can call into the show. 877-377-4373. If you missed any part of the show, you can catch it on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes, including my imaginary scenario that's apparently blowing up all over the place. I got to be on my boy Jason Whitlock's show talking about it tomorrow. You can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All right, back to my story here before we get to Raheem Kassam in about eight minutes. So I told you all that about the Japanese and Guadalcanal and everything else, reading my Medal of Honor Monday citation with Mitchell Page. In the previous segment, I told you all that to tell you this. What happened the night Mitchell Page won his Medal of Honor citation is not quite as short and simple as this thing made it out to be. The Americans had already taken Henderson Field on Guadalcanal. The Japanese understood the importance of Henderson Field, and they were desperately trying to take it back. So Henderson and his small group of Marines, very small group of Marines, they were dug in kind of up on a hilltop. And off to one of their sides was this steep cliff and in in, in basically a ridge there. So there was nothing. They treated that like a flank. So there was no other unit attached to him. Now, that's good and it's bad. It's nice because you don't have to worry about that flank. The bad news is Mitchell Page and his unit of Marines, they were on top of that hill alone. And when you're in the jungle, I already explained how dark and loud it is. The animals are so loud and it's so dark. When you're in the jungle in peacetime, it can get eerie because you feel so alone. You can't see people around you. And that's in peacetime. Now, I just got done describing to you the things the Japanese would do in the dark, and they did it routinely. 
So we have a gigantic group of Japanese approaching these guys at night, and they're dug in in the fighting holes up on top. The guys would tie out strings, and their their food would often come in cans, sea rations, that's what they called them, and they'd drop a couple stones in these empty cans and tie them to the strings and put the strings out ahead of the line so you would know if a Japanese soldier, the Japanese were very good at this infiltration, quiet stuff, you would hear the rattle, the, the bang around if somebody was coming, and then you'd chuck grenades down there and whatnot. Now, I want you to imagine this moment. Tell me this isn't straight out of a horror movie. The guys are up there. They know there's a gigantic force of Japanese somewhere out in front of them getting ready to come up the hill at them. They know they're very outnumbered. They're well aware they'll be tortured in horrible ways if they're captured. If not, they'll probably just die with a samurai sword in their stomach. Those are the stakes of the game. They start to feel like there's a rustling somewhere, and then clink, 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 they hear one of the cans go off. At that point, everyone knows the game is up. So the Japanese scream and charge. The men in the fighting holes, Mitchell being one of them, Mitchell Page, grab their grenades, yank the pins on it, and chuck it down the hill. You just roll them suckers down the hill and hope you can slow somebody or kill them on the way up before they get to you. And then the fire opens up. And Mitchell and all his Marines, they're cooking off at machine gun rounds down the hill. And everyone around Mitchell Page starts dying. And you can't tell they're dying because you can only see the guy in the fighting hole next to you. You can't see the guy in the fighting hole beside you. Guy in Mitchell's fighting hole, boom, gone. Mitchell gets up. Uh-oh, that's not good. Runs to the next fighting hole. They're all dead. Runs to the next fighting hole. They're all dead. He said at one point he thought he was all alone. He thought there was no one left. At one point after this, he was running back to check on another fighting hole, looking for anyone alive with these torture machines all around him. He runs into a Japanese guy on accident. They run into each other in the dark. That's how dark it is. He kills him too. Then he's the last one alive. He realizes they have passed his position and infiltrated back towards the command post behind him. He doesn't run. He doesn't hide. He doesn't do what a normal person would do, like I would do, and just curl up in a ball and stick his thumb in his mouth. He grabs a machine gun and starts gunning them down from behind as they run away. And then this guy's such a beast, the Japanese finally start backing off. He doesn't take the day off. Hey, I'm already a hero. And keep in mind, I'm I'm skipping over some details here. Like he would get reinforcements from time to time, and they all kept dying. At one point, he had two guys run up to him to help him with a gun. Boom, the first guy gets shot in the neck and dies right in front of him as he grabs the gun. Boom, his second guy gets shot in the crotch and dies right beside him. He's back to being alone again. So all this is still going on. And then it's over. I mean, not over, but the Japanese are retreating. And Mitchell Page decides he's not quite done yet. He fixes bayonets and charges with the Marines down the hill after the Japanese. When I told you they shortchanged Mr. Mitchell Page on the Medal of Honor citation, I want you to understand something. They did. No one's at fault here. I'm not blaming anybody. They did. But when you read a Medal of Honor citation, as I know so many do, and again, they're all free. They're all online. You go read as many as you want. When you read one, if one's even vaguely intriguing to you, or it seems a little, you want more details, do some digging. Oftentimes on these, you'll find details that'll make your jaw drop. That's the kind of man I want my son to be. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want either of them to ever have to go through something like that. 
But that's freaking awesome, right? What a beast. All right, back to some politics and stuff. Joe Biden. Joe Biden is extremely tied in with China. He's extremely tied in with China in some very uncomfortable ways. I'm actually glad we've got my buddy Raheem Kassam coming on in about five minutes from now because he's been all over this Joe Biden-China connection for a while. And I bring it up now. I mean, I realize this isn't top headlines today, but headline, Joe Biden was involved in a deal with a Chinese giant and was expecting a 10% cut. Remember that. Remember, this is a new article that was out. I'm probably going to have the author on a couple days from now. But remember, a lot of this came out pre-election. How really tied in the Biden family was with communist China and how it looked like it was a business deal with Joe. Let's ask Raheem Kassam and he knows about that. And then I'll take your phone calls. 877-377-4373. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Remind me, Chris, we're not letting Raheem pick his own music anymore. I remember this has been a problem time and time again. Joining me now, my friend Raheem Kasami is the editor-in-chief of the National Pulse. What's wrong with you? Just trying to inject some class into your <laughs> utterly classless show, Jesse. <laughs> you know, don't even bother, because as you well know, I'm beyond help whatsoever. I'm way beyond help. All right, Raheem. I've got to get right into this with you here. We're hearing articles now about Joe Biden being involved in China. And anyone who's paid any attention at all has known that for quite some time. But since this is one of those areas you specialize in, why don't you elaborate from what you know just how involved he is in China? Well, by the way, it would be remiss of me to not pull you up on your terrible faux pas of putting an egg on a burger. Never do it. Never do it. What a travesty. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> You're from England or Britain or wherever, whatever you guys call that place now. You people don't get to lecture Americans on cuisine ever. An egg on a burger is fantastic. You eat beans oh, on toast. The, from the country of the jalapeno popper, I think <laughs> I'm okay lecturing you guys. All right. <laughs> almost all, this is almost as bad. As, as as Joe Biden's behavior. It's almost as bad, okay? <laughs> so let, let's get into that. Listen, um, Jesse, when the, when the hard drive from hell came out, mm-hmm. uh, when we received a copy of that hard drive, um, it's just about over a year ago. I mean, I couldn't believe, as a, as a reporter, as a news junkie, I couldn't believe my luck. You know, the thing is replete with evidence of, of malfeasance, of quid pro quos, of uh, potential bribery, and and we all know. I mean, it's it's a truism now to say that if this was if this was Don Jr.'s hard drive, there would be you know high level investigations at every alphabet agency in the country. But but the fact of the matter is, uh, as, as people kind of move towards and the Daily Mail starts doing long pieces, and I know that Miranda Devine's got a great new book coming out on this now. As we move towards a more general acceptance, just like we've now had a more general acceptance that, uh, you know, the Russia dossier was a total fraud, a total fake. As we move towards that general acceptance, we have to start not 
not just gloating and saying we were right, we were right. We know that these guys have been in bed with China, have been taking diamonds. I mean, Hunter Biden accepted an eighty thousand dollar diamond um, from one of the from one of the Chinese Communist Party, uh, uh, you know, uh, influencers. Um, we have to start asking questions: Who in this country is actually going to do anything about it? You know, who's going to investigate this? Are you going to trust, would you trust the FBI of, of, of Jim Comey and, and, and the other quack in there to investigate this? Is, is the DOJ going to investigate this? It's, this is the big problem, is that there is no path to accountability uh, for this family. It is a crime syndicate. I've said that since, since he announced he was running. I said the Biden family is a criminal syndicate. And it doesn't, it's not just Hunter and Joe. You should look at the emails on the hard drive, see how much his brother, uh, Joe Biden's brother James is into this. You know, people need to start asking questions as to whether or not they're moving money through places like Cyprus, uh, buying properties in Caribbean islands and then flipping them immediately. There's very strange things going on here. And I think we we are literally, that hard drive is just the, the tip of the iceberg into this family's corruption. Raheem, I'm not asking you to make any declarative statements, but as somebody who knows honestly, genuinely more about this stuff than anyone else I know, what is the Raheem Kassam theory on what actually is going on here? And I understand, look, everyone has a million things running through their head as they hear you explain this in your weird British accent. Again, we're talking to Raheem Kassam with the National Pulse. But are you, are you trying, in Raheem Kassam's mind, are they just people who love money, flipping houses, launder a little, take money by any means necessary? Are they full-blown agents of the Chinese Communist Party somewhere in between? What do you think is the deal? Yeah, you know, a little from column A, a little from column B, but the, the overarching um, motivation for this family is clearly um, money. Uh, these people don't think much of themselves, quite honestly. It's very apparent the way they treat each other, the way they speak to each other, the, what their text messages are like. If anybody's read, and I really do mean this, um, Hunter Biden's book, I, I read it twice. It was such compelling reading. Now, it's all completely um phony he's making things up on the fly at one point in the book uh, and this is why i had to read it twice he he says that a giant owl appeared in front of him on the highway and led him into prescott arizona down these winding roads um the guy's just a total mentalist if you ask me but it does give you an insight to who these people are they generally they generally just regard themselves as you know quite low people who have this opportunity to build a, a kind of dynasty for themselves. And uh, I think if it weren't China, it might just be anywhere else. They don't care. All they want is to hoover up as much cash as possible. They look at people like the Clintons and aspire to be like them. That's what this is. Good grief. Imagine aspiring to be the Clintons. Again, we're speaking with Raheem Kassam. Raheem, what's the Democrat plan? I, I, I've, I've got this ominous theory. I'm worried about what they're going to pull going into 2024 because the future plans for them are so bleak. The leaders of their party are all 9,000 years old. Harris was obviously supposed to be the next big thing, but Harris is, well, Harris. But gig I don't think can win because he's gay and he's not going to get enough of the black vote because of that. What is the plan going forward for them? You know they're not just going to lay down and take a loss. What's the plan? Well, I, you know, my experience with the political left is once they get a kind of sniff of power, a whiff of control, they actually have this uh, amazing ability, even, even more so than the right, 
to just completely shoot themselves in the foot repeatedly. Um, and I and I suspect that is that is what we're watching in real time right now. I mean, they will. Carmela will not go quietly into the night. You know, she's not going to step aside for anybody else. She doesn't have that uh, instinct to to just. Um, well, I was going to say she doesn't have the instinct to just kneel before anybody, but we know she does have that instinct. Um, but she doesn't. She doesn't like to give up. She didn't like to give up power. Doesn't like to look at the way her team behaves. They act like she's the president. They act like she's the most important one in that relationship. So there's going to be somewhat of a bloodbath. It's up. It's, it's as to whether or not um, the the quote unquote senior members of the Democrat Party can keep that internal and keep it quiet. You've got people like Nancy Pelosi who are shuffling their way off this mortal coil. You know, they are very much preparing themselves to, to get away and get out as quickly as possible, buying their houses down in Florida and, and what have you. So who, is, who are the thought leaders and who are the action leaders um, on the political left? And, and really, what you're probably seeing now is what I would call the Corbynization of, of the Democrat Party. Jeremy Corbyn in the UK was this wildly left-wing communist figure who managed to take the reins of the Labour Party and just drove them down and down and down in the polls. Because guess what? Despite being a welfare, uh, uh, you know, riddled uh, country, British people still don't like communists. And um, I suspect you're going to have, I mean, I don't even like to call this modern democratic party socialists or, or democratic socialists. You are moving towards a place where they are adopting positions that 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, we would have been quite comfortable just saying, that's communism. Um, and it's those people, I think. I mean, look at Benny Thompson. Can we talk about Benny Thompson for a second? The mm -hmm. chairman of this commission on January the 6th. This guy has given sucker to um, separatist, pro-guerrilla warfare, black nationalist groups, and nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about this. These are the types of people who are going to be leading the Democratic Party. Raheem Kassam, go read all his stuff at the National Pulse. I appreciate you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. He's always the man to bring on when you want the dirt. He's been on that dirt for a long time. And, man, you could totally see what he was saying. He nailed it. They're just a bunch of blood-sucking, money-grubbing losers, and they found the money in China. So now they'll do whatever for a buck. Man, what a sorry state of affairs. <laughs> all right. All right. 877-377-4373. We're going to talk about Fauci, and but first we're going to talk about CNN. What's the problem? Because it explains a lot of our media. We're going to unpack that here in just a second. But do you want your kids to be people who volunteer to help others? Do you want them to be entrepreneurs? Do you want your kids to know about communism? Well, this is something that I've had to face I just assumed my kids knew. I mean, I do this for a living. They listen to the show sometimes. I mean, of course that kids don't know because we don't teach them. Instead, we send them off to school and allow someone else to teach them. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com and get your kids these books. I don't care if they're toddlers or in between or teenagers. They have something for every age. The lessons you want your kids to know can be learned from these books. And I'll tell you, you might find yourself learning stuff too. I would highly, highly recommend, just a suggestion, you read these books with your kids, even the toddler ones. Go to TuttleTwinsJesse.com. That's TuttleTwinsJesse.com. That gets you 35% off, by the way. TuttleTwinsJesse.com. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. Better on good. 
the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'll tell you what, I've got, by the way, before I forget, I've got Mark Meadows coming up tonight on my TV show. You know, she was Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows. My TV show is on the first every night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. So I'm, I'm interviewing Mark Meadows, and I'll be honest with you, I, I like Mark. I consider Mark a friend. I, I like him as a dude, but I'm, I am going to ask the question, how in the world, how in the world did Donald Trump not fire this human being. Anybody who's looking at this carefully realizes that there's a distinct anti-science flavor to this. So if they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there. So it's easy to criticize. But they're really criticizing science because I represent science. Uh, what? <laughs> you know what that sounds like, Chris? This is seriously what that sounds like. That sounds like me when I'm just being obnoxious on person, uh, just on purpose, doesn't it? It's, well, uh, I represent radio. <laughs> I am radio. I'm the Oracle. I'm the Shogun. Only he was dead serious. He wasn't even tongue in cheek. I represent science. I don't. I don't think a scientist really talks like that, do they? I, I, that's what's so funny about all this believe in science. Trust the science talk today is science is supposed to be ever-evolving questions, is it not? Is it ever really settled? I mean, beyond gravity? And yet any question of them now is, what well, science? You don't, you're questioning the science? These people are nut jobs. What? Chris, I'm not going to go into this with you right now. All right, Chris just tried to explain to me that gravity is still a theory and it's not settled. Chris, we're not going over this. All right, we're not going over this. All right, we're not we're not doing this again. Let's get to some emails. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You can call in 877-377-4373. Before I forget, if you call in, though, the rules remain the same. There's no small talk. No one. In the United States of America wants to listen to us say, hi, how are you? Hey, how are you? Hey, I love the show. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate it. When I go to you, boom, go. Just get to your point. This email says, most handsome Shogun. Like this person already, Chris. Why don't you just dictate a book? Oh, gosh, these book people. My brother was an attorney, and he would dictate letters or pleadings or trial notes anywhere, even while driving. All you need is a small dictaphone. Am I allowed to say that word on the air? A small dictaphone recorder? Oh, that's what it is. It's a dictaphone recorder. Sorry. All you need is a small dictaphone recorder, and you can just talk. Pretend you're doing a history podcast and talk about the things you're passionate about. No need to sit in front of a computer. An assistant can type it up and edit and format change for your approval. I'm sure the publisher will furnish someone for you, and it wouldn't be like using a a ghostwriter. Thanks for sharing your many talents in humility, Chris. Love you, big guy. Everyone wants me to do a book. Man, I don't want to do a book. What? Well, what's a dict a, a, a dictaphone recorder? What is that? I could probably do that. I'd do that on the way to work, just driving along, but then it'd probably be a safety hazard. What if, how epic would that be, though? How great would the book sell? If I died while recording it on the way to work, it would be a book that ended in chapter three because I was busy recording something and then boom.
boom, it, 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 like the book ends with beep, beep, semi-truck sound, and then boom, over. What? Was that too far? It's fine. Don't worry about it. We were talking about, we were joking about the Omicron variant earlier. How everyone's scared. New York declared a state of emergency. It's the end of the world. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? The CDC has already, since the show began, the CDC's already come out and said, we now recommend a booster for everyone in the name of the new Omicron variant. Very, very deadly. Oh, wow, the doctor is out there. The doctor who discovered it is out there all, uh, what's the big deal? The mildness of the symptoms that we are seeing, currently there's no reason for panicking as we don't see severely ill patients. I also checked with the hospital, some of the hospitals in my area, and one of the biggest hospitals, they only have one patient currently that's COVID positive on a ventilator, and they don't even know whether it's COVID, uh, you know, it's Delta or whether it is um, Omicron related. We the person who discovered is out there. The, the doctor who discovered is out there saying right now, ah, it's not a big deal. We got we had four cases and they were all mild. No one, no one's even really sick. It, it was basically like a mild cold. They, they just said a mild cold, not even a severe cold. It's like a mild cold. But we already have major U.S. states like New York declaring a state of emergency. And the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, is now making medical recommendations based on a new variant found in Africa that doesn't apparently pose a danger to anybody. So how did that happen? And I don't don't mean the variant itself. I'm not talking about anything that specific. Worldwide, but let's focus on America. How did we get here as a nation? How did we get to the point where we're not based in any kind of reality at all? There's not even a thought. I mean, not even a thought of sober, calm logic. Not at all. That is, in fact, part of the reason, if you could see all the hate mail and death threats I get, that's actually what I get the most is some version of, I can't believe you're downplaying this. Millions will die. It's always some version of that. Always. Sober, reason, logic, that's who you want in charge. Everyone does get that, right? Everyone does understand there's never been a single time in history where something bad happened and then everyone panicked and that helped it all work out in the end. That doesn't. That's not how it works. Panic is bad. Panic is universally bad. Very few things are universally bad. Panic is one of those things. Panic is very, very bad. But if you even suggest that today, it's thought of as outrageous. Immediately, everything has to be the end of the world and over the top and lock down the state. There's a new variant. But how? How did that happen? I'll tell you what. I have a great example of how that happened. Next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm going to explain why we are in this current situation. Why Why? Why does the smallest bit of hysteria now cause national policy? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about CNN, why it's all going this way here in just a second. But first, I wanted to go to Chad in Colorado. Chad, what's up, bud? 
Jesse, I was going to expand on your uh, Mitchell Page story. Go, boss. If you go to if you go to uh, the history of guns, they have a whole history of all the different guns and everything, and they have a segment on guns of valor, and they're all there's like six or seven different guns of valor winners, and they were alive, and they actually had him telling the story, and there was one where he said he had to pull the machine gun up, and and uh, Japanese that he saw it took fire at him, and he felt the warm breeze underneath his chin. And he went back, and he ended up killing the Japanese guy. And then he went and looked through the sights and said he had any dead to rights. And he was also, when he got home, his wife came to him and said, hey, they want to make a doll after you. And he's like, what? I don't want to be made a doll of. And he was a guy that started G.I. Joe. Oh, no way. <laughs> Thank you for the phone call, Chad. That was outstanding. Gosh, no way. I had no idea. By the way, in case you don't know what he was talking about, that means you missed Medal of Honor Monday. About an hour ago on the show, we did a, a Medal of Honor citation on Mitchell Page, and then I told the real story, the expanded story on what happened to him, how he won that Medal of Honor. If you missed it, just go download the podcast, iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Now, CNN's biggest shareholder... He's a man by the name of John Malone. Probably don't know who he is. He's a man by the name of John Malone. And he has some suggestions for CNN, but I would say this applies to most news organizations. We're going to talk about how we got so crazy in this country. I would like to see CNN evolve back to the kind of journalism that it started with and, uh, you know, actually have journalists, which would be unique. <laughs> I'd like to CNN back to going back to how having actual journalists. How did we get so nuts? Well, I'm going to play you a couple CNN clips. And I want you to keep in mind as I play you these clips. These are just recent clips. Keep in mind we have a wide open southern border. We have out of control inflation. And I mean, it's it's going to be hyperinflation probably pretty soon. Probably very, very soon. Probably very, very soon. I keep telling you to buy gold from Oxford Gold for a reason. We have hyperinflation coming. We have a president who is not a fully functional adult. I'm not actually for once making a joke about it. That's a really big deal. Big deal. The commander-in-chief is not a fully functional adult. Not only is he not fully functional, we get new information out every single day that make it appear... His entire family is compromised by the communist Chinese. Speaking of China, they are test driving hypersonic missiles, which we cannot detect, which we cannot deter. Russia is doing the exact same thing. We have 500,000 cargo ships parked off the shores of California right now. We have gigantic issues, gigantic issues. We just had... A domestic terrorist, a black nationalist domestic terrorist, mow down 60 white people in Waukesha, Wisconsin. This is not the first incident of black nationalist violence. We have huge problems. This was on CNN. Do you think that the Russians took the Trump presidency as an overall sign of weakness from the U.S.? And what happens if Trump runs again? Well, I think they see enormous opportunities in another Trump. I, I think we got it, Chris. I think we got it. The, 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 I'm sorry, the Russians? Donald Trump? What, what? What? Oh, wait. You didn't think that was all. I have an excerpt from another show. 
Disproving viral tweets is different than debunking a TV ad. Combating meme makers is different than rebutting newspaper columnists. And the memes are pretty powerful sometimes. My suburban grocery stores never had. I, I, I think we like got the that. idea, Chris. I think we we're talking about memes. And so, what's wrong? How do we get to a place where a little variant of coronavirus in Africa shut down New York and is now prompting medical advice, new medical advice from the CDC? Well, here's how: we went from a country with failed institutions sometimes stupid institutions to a country with hostile institutions. And there is a huge, huge difference, a huge difference. Institutions in general, not just government ones, but government ones for sure. But institutions, the larger they get, oftentimes the dumber they get. You ever work for one of these companies? Maybe you work for a major company now. Every other day, there's a new email from HR. I need to update this. Uh, the password is expired. Have you done this training every weekly? We have to do half your time. Half your time is taken up by compliance. You know why that happens? Once any organization, government or otherwise, becomes too big, everyone within the organization tries to justify their existence by adding more stuff. It slows everything down. It makes everything less efficient. But that's entirely different than the new CEO of your company wanting to bring your company to its knees. If oh, Look, on the show, the show is a great example. Let's talk about me. Everyone knows. <laughs> what, Chris? Everyone knows that's my favorite. So let's talk about me. What if Chris was an idiot? What if I called for a piece of audio? He never got it right. He's over there smoking a cigar or something. He's just useless. But he's not hostile. He's just an idiot. Okay, I could probably survive that, couldn't I? We could get by. Okay, no, Chris, that's the wrong audio. No, Chris, you didn't put the podcast up. No, I could get by. It'd be annoying. It wouldn't be as good as it could be, but I could get by. But what if he sat down every single day and he wanted to torpedo the show? I would have no chance. I would have no chance to put together a show you would enjoy. None. It would be already over. What's happened now is we've moved from a media that occasionally gets it wrong to a media that's actively hostile to the United States of America. We've moved from an entertainment industry because Hollywood is really important. The TV shows and movies your kids watch, they are more important than you think they are. What goes in your eyes and ears matters a lot. They're important. We've moved from an entertainment industry that, okay, that was a weird movie. I I don't understand. She was making out with an alien. It's very odd. We've moved on from that to an entertainment industry that is openly hostile to the United States of America. Athletes. uh, Let's talk about professional athletes. This is a great example. Now, professional athletes can be brilliant, by the way, but they also can be complete and utter morons, and a lot of that's not an IQ thing. It's because, I mean, why is 
Why is the girl who was hot when she was 14, why does she grow up to be a 40-year-old idiot? Because she can be. She never had to gain any kind of personality or intelligence. The football players oftentimes are morons for the exact same reason. He was a superstar at the age of 10. He never had to go to class, never had to develop a personality, got all the girls he wanted. He's doing fine. Yes, so now he's a moron. Well, okay, we could always deal with that in the past. Okay, guy gets hit in the head a lot. Who cares? He's an idiot. They've gone from being idiots to being openly hostile to the United States of America. Same thing at the FBI. You can point to a thousand massive mistakes by the FBI. Waco, <clears throat> Ruby Ridge. We've never had to deal with an FBI before going after parents who show up at school board meetings. That's openly hostile. Why are we where we are now? Because every single piece of information that is taken in, it's not processed by a moron who might get it wrong. That we can overcome. That you might be able to overcome or I might be able to overcome. If we were just dealing with idiots, it would be okay. They're taking every new bit of information in now and they're saying to themselves, how can I hurt my enemies with it? That's why. Why in the world would the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, and remember, up to about 15 minutes ago, this was a very respected organization. You roll your eyes now, and I roll up my eyes now at the CDC. That was not always the case. That's a recent development. Wait a minute. The CDC's recommending a booster shot over the Omicron variant or whatever it is that's not even serious? How could that be? I don't understand. The CDC sells vaccines now. The CDC is a vaccine sales operation now. And it's one thing for you to accept that. That is, a, that is such a tough pill to swallow for so many Americans to accept. It's hard to accept the organizations you used to trust now hate you. That's tough, isn't it? That's tough. But it is what it is. All right, we'll get to some emails and some phone calls, 877-377-4373. And I have some more on Fauci. we got to talk about Fauci, but first, do you believe in privacy? What if, what if every time you got online, whatever website you went to visit, on your phone, home computer, wherever it may be, what if every time you got online, you had somebody you didn't know sitting right behind you looking over your shoulder? Would that make you uncomfortable? You understand that's that's what happens, right? Unless you have ExpressVPN, that's what happens. You see your internet provider, whoever it is, they can see a real human being, not a robot either. A real person can see every single thing you do online unless you have ExpressVPN because all their stuff is completely encrypted. All your online activity, gone. That uh, privacy mode you have on, it doesn't work. Go to expressvpn.com slash Kelly. That's expressvpn.com slash Kelly. And you actually get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash Kelly. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And look, it. it Chris, I want you to play Heavy D for me. Let's let's take a minute. Let's take a minute 
and give praise to somebody who at least seems to understand what time it is in this country. Here's Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. Hey, Republicans, congressmen, governors, senators, potential presidents, state reps, mayors, drop your old way of doing things. This is how you act, and this is how you speak. We will not let them lock you down. We will not let them take your jobs We will not let them harm your businesses. We will not let them close your schools. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and and, and expecting a different result. The lockdowns didn't stop COVID. Forced masking, they said last year, would end the pandemic if 80% wore masks. Many more than that were wearing masks and it hasn't worked. They said you could get COVID off off surfaces, which isn't true. Um, They've not been honest about the origins of the virus, and they haven't been forthright about natural immunity. That is how you speak, plainly and correctly, and people respect that. They respect that. You know what they don't respect? You know what they don't respect? This kind of garbage. You remember everyone in the very beginning? Well, I I take that back. You remember about five of us in the very beginning of coronavirus? We came out and said, okay, it's a new virus. Why are we acting as if we can take some steps to make this thing disappear? Viruses don't disappear. And the people, those of us, there were a few of us who said this from day one. We were called anti-science. We were said we were told we wanted grandma to die. And here is the great Dr. Fauci two years later. We certainly are not going to eradicate it. We've only eradicated one virus in that smallpox. Elimination means there's none of it. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, why are we destroying people then? Johnny in Jersey. Go, boss. The Tunnel Twins are excellent books, Jesse. I've learned things about things that I already knew about in different verbiage. Like for the supply chain, in the Tunnel Twins, they call it spontaneous order which is the processes people go through to make the symbol they used was a pencil from the trees that were cut down to the gas that was used to use the, the saw to cut it down and all the processes. And then also there's a film on Netflix called First They Killed My Father. It's about Cambodia and the Khmer Rouge. I forced my daughter to watch it, and she watched it again on her own just so she didn't miss any details so she would understand how... Bountiful life can be, and how bad it can get under the wrong control. Amen. Johnny, thank you for the phone call. First they killed my father, he said, on Netflix. I haven't seen it before, but I love a good documentary. I will t- Don't roll your eyes, Chris. You're going to be old one day, too, okay? Johnny and me love documentaries. No, oh, I do have a documentary recommendation. I have to be careful doing this because if I can just be frank for a second— Chris and I are used to doing a one-hour show at night in a closet with nobody listening. And so it is a bit new that so many people listen now and they re- they react to things. I remember, I forget, gosh, I forget the name of the product or I do it again. There was a hot sauce I tried and I, I tried it at the fair here in Texas one time. And it was seriously the best hot sauce I'd ever tried in my life. Well, once the show kind of blew up. I just brought up the hot sauce again, and the owner emails me the next day and said, what did you do? We sold out overnight. (laughs) I didn't mean to do that. So I have to remember that I don't ever point out some horrible company or something like that. 
And so I actually don't know about the BBC. I'm guessing the BBC's garbage. But I will say this. If you are at all a history or documentary freak, I may have found the greatest one I've ever seen in my entire life. But I need to caution everyone listening right now because I understand so many kids listen, so many parents listen with their kids. Don't worry. I'm not going to say anything inappropriate. The documentary is called Hell in the Pacific. Hell in the Pacific. And it's about specifically the Pacific War from the Japanese perspective, an American perspective, and British perspective, which sounds normal. And look, if you like documentaries, you've seen a thousand World War II documentaries. I need you to hear me here. I have seen a thousand World War II documentaries. I have never seen one like this in my entire life, ever. I don't even know when it was made. I think I was watching it on YouTube. And when I say I've never seen anything like this, I don't know, one, how they got the guts to air some of this footage, and two, how they even got some of this footage. They have not just pictures. Oh, man, I don't know if I can say this. with No, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. They have not just pictures. They have video of someone who the Japanese tried to cut their head off and didn't quite do it. Like it, when I say, and I'm going to stop there because a lot of it's too gruesome, and, and and I will caution you about watching it with your kids, depending on their age. Depending on their age, your kids may or may not be able to handle it, so I, I, I can't make that call for you. No vulgarity or anything like that, but it's it's amazing. The video and, and, and pictures on there are simply amazing, and I. I want to know the real story about stuff. But yeah, back to what he was talking about, the Tuttle Twins books. And kids, this is something, I'll be frank with you, I, st- I struggle with this a lot. My my boys, they're, they're such great boys. They're well-behaved and well-mannered. And, and, you know, they're Christian boys, and they're they're caring. They'll, they'll just go get their mother's stuff, and their, their whole door's open for people. We'll be around other people, and they'll comment on how well-mannered the boys are. So I'm not worried about that part of it. But still... When they, when we give them free time to go, hey, go beyond electronics. You know, boys love video games or whatever. Sometimes they'll watch a, a, a YouTube video or something, or the, because the YouTube stars are some big thing out there now. I get uncomfortable, and I ask them, you know, there's nothing bad in there, and what, and, and they would tell me, I would think normally, but. I do worry, what if they're learning values that are counter to what we want them to learn? When I, when I encourage things like Tuttle Twins books or documentaries or, or whatever you do with your kids, I do that because I, I'm very concerned about things going into kids' heads that shouldn't be in there. That's why I do a show that you can listen to with, with your kids. It's not because I'm a good person. Everyone knows that's not the case. I, I, I don't like all the stuff that's bad for kids out there. I think it's terrible because your child will turn out the way you train them. All right, 877-377-4373. Somebody got busted with a DUI. Was it me? Well, you'll find out in a second. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I'll get to your phone calls in a second. 877-377-4373. We'll get to who got a DUI also here in a second. But remember how we broke that news earlier? CDC came out and they flat out said, now, well, this new this new variant, everyone needs to get a booster. Boosters for everyone. Remember, they said every six months. That's what they said. I didn't say it. That was the beat. That was the CDC. Well, I didn't last very long. 
the health secretary, this is, he's in uh, the UK, the health secretary, Saeed Yavid, he said, ah, you know, actually it needs to be every three months. Man alive. This thing is just, it works so well. You need it every other day. It's amazing. It's amazing how it works. These bunch of frauds. Oh, by the way, I do go off on Fauci tonight on my TV show on the first TV, nine o'clock Eastern, as you can imagine. Kansas Democrat arrested for alleged DUI hours after calling on two colleagues to resign over past DUIs. <laughs> Democrat State Representative Aaron Coleman was charged with DUI just hours after calling for the expulsion of two colleagues. See, that is the thing. This is one of the reasons why I say play offense. I say go after these people hard, really, really hard in the same way they go after you because, look, why not? I mean, why not? They're never going to see your fine example. Oh, look how above it all he is. Look how above the fray he is. They're never going to see that and back away. That's not how they think. That's not in any way how they think. They think your kindness is weakness. That's what they believe. That's what they believe. Oh, and once again, before I forget, I have to, I have to reference this one more time. Ducey decided to ask Jen Psaki about Joe Biden. Remember, Joe Biden just got busted in a store again without a mask. He was shopping in a store, and on the glass outside it said face covering required, and we could see him inside, and his face was uncovered. Well, again, Peter, our recommendation and advice continues to be for people to wear uh, masks when they are required in establishments. I don't know what this establishment was. The president obviously follows the health, the advice of his health and medical it's, team. Oh, God, she's homely. Chris, quit adding that last part on there. I don't think she's that bad. All right, never mind, never mind. We're not going into that right now. Why did Joe Biden get caught without a mask on? Why has Joe Biden been caught several times without a mask on? Why has Nancy Pelosi been caught? Gavin Newsom? Dr. Fauci? Cuomo? All of them. I mean, it's not just big cities. We focus on that. The mayor of Beaumont, Texas. I don't know if she's still the mayor. Mayor of Beaumont, Texas, right away, COVID hits. She locks down the salons. Boom, gets busted at the salon. <laughs> Lori Lightfoot. Remember Burks? My favorite example all time was the Burks example. Steps up to the microphone. No extended family this Thanksgiving. It's too risky. Coronavirus could be out there ready to slaughter millions again. Only immediate family. Don't you dare travel for Thanksgiving. She immediately goes and hops on a plane and parties it up for Thanksgiving with both sides of her family. (laughs) But why? Why does this keep happening? Are all these people hypocrites? Yeah, I mean, they are hypocrites, but that's not why. These people aren't worried about coronavirus. That's hard for so many people to accept, but it is true. David, er, uh, I messed up the button. David in Tennessee, go. Hey, so I got three kids. My middle one got, he was two at the time back in December before all this Delta BS came about. And as far as when it comes to the kids, they should not be mandated to have this vaccine. I'm a handyman by trade. I deal with a lot of old people, so I went ahead and got it. I mean, the military pumped me full of 
I don't know <laughs> what. So nope. I can just go ahead and whatever. But uh, as far as requiring the kids, I'm not sure what the vaccine could or could not do to my kids. So I'm not going to get my kids vaccinated. How insane is that? He's not going to vaccinate his kids for a virus that isn't dangerous for his kids? Or, or you know what the most radical thing about what he just said is, Chris? It's insane. That guy must be a right-wing nut job. He said he's going to wait because he doesn't know what it's going to do? Isn't that so amazing? Remember, that's my that's my whole stance on this whole thing. You get the vaccine if you want. I don't care. It's not some war between vaccinated and unvaccinated. Get the vaccine. I have family members, friends who have. Half my staff has. Half hasn't. It does not matter to me. No judgment here at all. But I didn't. And I didn't for a very simple reason at first. It wasn't because I'm anti-vaccine. I just wanted to wait. That's all. Everyone told me right off the bat, and haven't you felt like this? Right off the bat, coronavirus gets here, and it's just been this barrage of panic. Everyone's going to die. There will be millions. Oh, my gosh. There's mass graves. It's People are dropping dead in the streets. And automatically, automatically when people start selling me on mass panic and disaster, that makes me turtle up. That doesn't make me panic, too. That makes me cross my arms and go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that true? But hold on. So automatically I'm doing that. And then as I'm watching, all everyone run around like a chicken with their head cut off. Ah, coronavirus, everyone's dying. Immediately they roll out a vaccine and everyone has to take this now. And all I all I said was, okay, uh, what are the side effects? Take it, grandma killer. All right. All right, that seems a little bit extreme. I I'm I have no problem getting the vaccine. Could you could you at least tell me, like, what's in it? We'll let you know in 55 years. Remember, they said 55 years it's going to take them to release what's in it. And again, I'm still sitting back saying, okay, that that seems a little odd. But again, I just want to wait and see. Take it now. All right, but I am a little bit concerned about the fact that these companies who made this all of a sudden can't be sued. Why do you hate grandma? Again, this is what it's been. And so all, already, even throughout all this time, I was simply a skeptic. I just wanted to wait and see. I just wanted to wait and see. I don't buy the new iPhone when it comes out. I don't buy the fancy new TV. I don't need fancy new stuff. I wait for something to come out, work the kinks out of it, and then, then I'll swoop in if it looks like it's working fine and buy it. That's just I wait and see. And then, and then Joe Biden had to come up with a mandate. Then Joe Biden stepped up to the podium and he started handing out mandates like he's some medieval king. And I don't bow to kings. I'm an American citizen. I do not kneel for tyrants. You could come throw handcuffs on me. There's nothing you could do to me now that will ever make me get that vaccine. And you could say, oh, that's immature. That's out of spite. I don't care what you call it. I'm a free American. I might have gotten it. I really might have gotten it. And then you tried to make me get it. And now I'm never getting it. Ever. You try to give me that thing, you better send 10 dudes in here to hold me down to get it. Because now the answer is no. Why? Because screw you. That's why. Because I'm an American citizen, not a subject, not a servant. I don't receive orders from my president. I live in a country, you live in a country, where I'm actually free if I see him walking down the sidewalk. I'm free to give him the finger if I want.
You know, in other countries around the world, that'll get your head cut off. Here in America, people died, so you had the freedom to do that. Now, I wouldn't. That seems a little immature. But I could if I wanted to because I'm an American citizen, not a serf, not a servant, and neither are you. All right. So I went off on a tangent there. We have a bunch of headlines I didn't get to, and I'm going to get to your phone calls, 877-377-4373. But how long have we been talking about being more pers- more purposeful with our money? Now, this is hard. I will tell you the story, but I screwed this up again last weekend. I've spent money at a place. I didn't realize how bad it was. I found out after, wow, that's really a company that hates this country. You should not be spending money there. Where are you sending your money every month for your wireless bill? Are you sending it to AT&T or T-Mobile or Verizon? You don't have to do that. I mean, there's no judgment, but you don't have to do that. Pure Talk is right there. They're on the exact same 5G network as one of the big guys. Families are saving a fortune. Average family over $800 a year in savings. And it's a company that actually loves this country. And it's easy. They make it cake. There's a 30-day risk-free guarantee right now. Just from your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Put your money where your morals are. You're listening to the Oracle. You're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And you know what I love? Chris, what's my favorite thing in the world? What's my favorite thing in the world? Yes, I know me. That obviously has something to do with me, but let's get more specific. Let's nail this down. What's my favorite thing in the world about myself? Being right. That's right. Being right and rubbing it in everyone's face. I love that about me. It's one of my favorite things. (laughs) If you missed any part of the show, the whole thing's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Do you remember... This was, oh, I think on the 24th when I came on the radio and I said, keep resisting. If you're at a workplace and they're passing a vax mandate, do not take it. Or if you can, resist it. Don't quit. Resist it and don't quit. And organize. Gather other people in your workplace around you. So you know you have a big coalition of people who will also refuse to take it. Again, remember, I don't pass judgment on anyone who took it to keep their job. I get a lot of emails. I feel bad about myself. You do what you got to do to provide for your family. I'm not judging. But for those who didn't, I said, don't take it. And then on the 24th, I came out and said, "Uh, you guys realize what's happening, you who aren't taking it. The people who aren't taking the vaccine with this stupid employer mandate, they're winning. You know how I know they're winning? Dates keep getting pushed back. I don't know about you. I remember it seemed like it was yesterday. It was, uh, but December 1st, everyone's everyone's fired. Uh, you have to, you're fired if you don't get this. If you're in the military, it's a dishonorable discharge. If you're a federal worker, and they keep pushing back the dates and pushing back the dates, companies are doing this too on an individual level. Everyone by November, uh, uh, okay, maybe November 15th. All right, you know what? After Christmas, we'll check after Christmas. Even Biden has pushed it back to January 4th. And I came on here on the 24th and I said, keep going because you don't realize it, but you're winning. 
You're winning because they understand. Your employer understands. Joe Biden understands. They all understand. They cannot afford to have 10, 20% of this country walk off the job. You have more power than you ever imagined. Than you ever imagined. You think you're scared? And you may be. The system is scared to death right now. They're scared to death that the people will realize how much power they have when they come together. Keep saying no. This is the newest one and just came out. White House is telling federal agencies they can hold off on suspending or firing federal workers for not complying with the vaccine mandate until after the holidays. Oh, you can do holiday stuff all you want. You know what that is? That's them once again playing a game of chicken and swerving at the last minute because you didn't. Keep making them pay. Make them pay for their tyranny. They passed that mandate thinking everyone in this country would just bend the knee. Oh, please, daddy government, don't fire me. They needed that to happen. Now they got in way over their skis and they're really, really scared it didn't happen. And now, here's a headline. By go, you know the you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Federal judges ruling halts vaccine mandate for healthcare workers in ten states, including Missouri. These are the states that filed the lawsuit. I should mention. You know what all these states have in common? They're all red. They're all the states I've been telling you to balkanize and move to and become an activist. And this is the reason why. Because the state, the Republican-run state, some of them, is the last chance you have at some level of protection. And for the people who live in these states, it's working. Did the corporate media already forget about the Waukesha murders? No, they didn't forget about it. In fact, the Waukesha murders are at the front of everyone's mind in the American media, and they know dang well they better bury that story deep to the center of the earth or the fact that left-wing violence is ramping up in this country might just get out. Far-right Proud Boys march through Long Island streets, alarming local police. Well, that's weird because... There's no, I'm looking through the article, man, there's no, nothing about violence, nothing was defaced, not even any trash left, be, left behind. How'd it look after those Antifa Black Lives Matter rallies? Canada taps strategic supply of maple syrup to counteract global shortage. Maybe the most Canada thing in the history of Canada things is finding out they have a strategic reserve of maple syrup. WHO speaks uh, skips over Greek letters new and G and names the new variant Omicron. Once again, speaking of organizations you can't trust anymore, the World Health Organization skipped over the obvious next, na- next names of the new coronavirus variant so as not to offend China. Breaking. Biden says no new lockdowns if everyone wears a mask and gets vaccinated. <laughs> These people are the worst pieces of trash in the history of mankind. Look, you've got total freedom. I promise I won't punish you as long as you just do what I say. Do what you're told, and I won't run you off the job. What a piece of crap. I can't stand tyrants, man. UK government bans the word Christmas to avoid, quote, offending minorities. 
I, I can't speak for the UK or anyone else, but I'll tell you this. We say Christmas on this Dagon show. Headline, victim hopes for justice in Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Teresa Helm was 22. She was abused at eight, so on and so forth. I'm not going to go into all the details of this, but I will just say I do hope these women who have been abused by powerful people like this, I do hope they get justice. I will also say this. I understand the entire history of the world, very sadly, is mega, mega powerful people abusing the less powerful people in horrific ways, absolutely horrific ways. This is not new. There's nothing new under the sun. This is what happens. Women, kids, they get abused by rich, powerful people, and that's a detestable state of affairs. So I do hope this lady does get some justice, although I am not all that hopeful for it. All right. We're going to have a blast tomorrow. I have one of my favorites. I've never had him on. He does a great podcast called Martyr Made. One of the smartest guys I've ever talked to in my life, and he's joining us tomorrow. That's all.